Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who help deepen our understanding of the world. Now, it's no secret Rome, Italy is one of the bucket list destinations on earth for its culture, food, and leisure. And I can tell you firsthand, any Rome itinerary will have its share of art galleries and foodie adventures and so much history. So what is it like to live a life of La Dolce Vita in the Eternal City? My guests today are Chiara and Federico, two tourism industry experts with over 25 years of experience. They're well-heeled travelers with a globe-trotting background, and they love sharing the way they live in what they consider their home, the eternal city of Rome. Now, I've been to Rome a couple of times, and there are so many things to see. But how would you like to experience a city as a local does and find out something that's not in your guidebook and discover places that only those who live in the city know of? Or like me, love to listen to stories about the city that only a local can tell. Well, Kiera and Federico try and help you see, hear, taste, and smell life as a true Roman does, sharing stories and experiences the way an old friend might with passion, care, and love for their special city. And welcome to Speaking of Travel. I have to tell you, I feel like we're old friends already. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to hear about how your, how your trips there, your uh, walking tours, everything that you do there in Rome 
tell us a little bit about how that even came to be. How did you even end up in Rome? Are you both from there? What's your backstory? Well, we all, we both come from uh, the tourist uh, um, industry, and uh, we have a lot of friends from all over the world. So when they came to Rome to visit us and we started to take them around, they all said that we were so good that we should uh, make a business of this. And so in the end, this is what we did four years ago. As a couple, we decided to create these um, special tours, uh, a little bit different from the usual one. And uh, that's why the, our tours are um, created uh, in a way uh, very relaxing, uh, like we are taking friends or family with us. And uh, we want to share uh, the spots that we love of the city, where we used to go. Uh, and uh, all our tours end uh, with uh, a chatting moment where we can share a glass of wine together with our guests. And uh, it's a chance for them to ask us, you know, all the questions they could have about Rome, about the tour they just had with us, but also about the culture of this uh, of this country. So it's really an opportunity with that for them to uh, find out and to learn more about this beautiful city and country. So they are quite, uh, we, we like to take them to different places. One of those that we really love, it's Ostia Antica. It is only 30 minutes from uh, downtown Rome. Uh, very easy to reach with the light train from the city. And it is the bigger uh, archaeological park. So this is one of the uh, tour. Uh, we can go into more details in a little while. Uh, but back to us, uh, we uh, really enjoy what we do because it's like we really are taking some friends to see the city that we love. Uh, I'm not from Rome. I was born in the north of Italy. Um, I came to Rome uh, almost 30 years ago now um, because I worked for an airline for many years. And that's where I met Federico. Um, but uh, I like the city. It's, it's almost like it is my city now. Uh, but Federico, tell them, you are a real Roman. Oh, well, actually, I was born here. Uh, my dad is from here. Um, my mom moved here right after the war. Uh, so my family grew up here, and I grew up in the very center of Rome. So, And my mom uh, was a... His uh, history art teacher, so uh, absorbed a lot of information and a lot of passion for the city uh, from her. And my dad was in the edit um, in the press editing uh, business, and he, he used to edit books about the city of Rome. So my house was full and filled with books about the city, and somehow I uh, learned a lot. From, from them and from those books. And I like to uh, share with my, this knowledge with all those people that uh, choose to come uh, with us on our tours. Uh, Rome is, a, uh, is not a, it's not a city, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a world. Uh, it has seven different layers of history. Um, you can go from the uh, first tribal leading um, um, tribes that were settled here more than 2,500 years ago, up until, you know, uh, uh, 
the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, and then through the Renaissance, the, the medieval uh, time, then the Renaissance, and then uh, uh, modern Rome. So you can uh, actually browse through history, walking uh, around the city, and this is what we try to do with our tours. We try to uh, bring people uh, not on the classic tours because there's a lot of offers uh, about them, but uh, on uh, Mm, very uh, niche uh, uh, and different uh, part of the city that are not uh, so common and then they are different, but they have uh, a, a lot to say about the, the, the people, the way the people live in Rome and the way we uh, somehow ended up like this. We are what we are because of this history and because of the little deviation that we had in this history. We are not only, you know, Julius Caesar and Augustus that, you know, are important figures of uh, ancient Rome history, but we are also uh, small heroes uh, that made history through 2,500 years. So that is the way we want to experience, people to experience the city of Rome. But of course, we know that uh Food is an important uh, part of the tours and it's an important part of, uh, uh, it's one of the reasons why people come to Italy. And uh, of course, we agree with them. And that's why we want them to finish every tour with this opportunity. Also because in this way, I mean, they can come with us and we, we like to take them to less touristic places. We just take them to bars where we go. Uh, with friends and family, and uh, we want them uh, to try different cocktails and maybe just talk about the wine they're drinking and the area, the area where the wine um, come from. Uh, so it's really also a food experience. Um, we have some tours that are more focused on food, uh, but also those that are less focused on food, they all end with a food experience. And as I said before, that's the moment where we really relax after walking for a little while. Our tours are more or less like two or three hours long. Um, so they might be get tired in the end of them. Uh, so it's a good moment to relax, enjoy a glass of wine and just get to know each other. Um, most of my customers are my friends now. We like to share, you know, our lives after we met. And, you know, just go through our lives. We share pictures and experience, uh, you know, the trip that we did and the trip that we do after we met. So we like to keep in touch with them because, uh, as I said, we love so much what we do and we really treat our customers as friends. And I think they feel that. They feel that uh, we want for them to have a really neat experience. I want them to go back home and say, you know, I met this crazy couple, they talk so much, but they are really a good chance to learn and know the city. They probably talk too much. No. <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's what I should say. We never could talk too much. I can tell you that, especially when you're in Italy. And I, I want to find out when we come back from the break more about the other tours that you offer, because you had mentioned you have some that, that aren't as food centric. Federico, I just have to ask one time before we go to break. So when you were growing up there in Rome, picture in my mind, were you like, do kids there like ride their bikes and, you know, do things like that as uh, kids? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, actually, that, 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 that's exactly the kid that I was. You have to imagine I'm, you know, in my late 50s uh, and uh, 50 years ago, uh, Rome was less, had less cars, was, you know, was less crowded. And we kids uh, spent most of our free time biking around the city and there was no danger or there was less danger than, than, uh, than today. And the perception of our parents was that we could go anywhere biking, you know, um, and we were free to, you know, what was actually uh, the, the most entertaining uh, 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 thing that we did was playing football in the street because there were no cars. So we were, you know, playing football every day, you know, let, let's uh, imagine 22 little kids running around a, a ball in the middle of the street, uh, just saying once every, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, Pala, that means balls, that means a, a car is coming. So stop the game and let the car pass and then uh, start again. That was my, you know, my childhood. I love it. Well, when we come back, I want to hear more about what it was like growing up there in Rome, too, because just playing ball in the streets where there were thousands of years of history must have been quite spectacular. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking here with Chiara and Federico from Rome, and we are learning all things Italy, and I'm ready for some gelato. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am really just uh, drooling right now. I'm swooning even, let's say, because I'm sure all of you know how much I love Italy. It's just one of my very favorite countries in the entire world. I, I love everything about it, the history, but especially the people. And I am loving being here today with Federico and Chiara and talking from Rome right here and you know Federico let me just say before we left for break we were talking about you being a kid growing up there in Rome and not as many cars and you were out on the street but you're still like I mean I've been to Rome there's cobblestones and and history all around and ruins and that must have been really awesome for you growing up in that kind of environment. You know, actually, you don't realize it when you're a kid. But what is amazing is that you absorb all this. And, and once you grow up and you start to put 
things and add things together, you realize that you were probably playing uh, on the same spot that, you know, uh, ancient Romans 2000 years before were trying to play something similar. So um, you breathe an air that it's somehow rich of flavors that are so full of history. Uh, but when you're a kid, you just enjoy the place and could be, you know, uh, cobblestones or could be whatever surface in which you're playing, but you don't actually uh, 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 are aware. Uh, you are not aware of what or where you are playing. But once you grow old, once you grow old, and then you realize, and then that is when you start, you know, love the city, start loving the city, start realizing everything that you have around. And there's a lot around uh, in Rome, uh, you know, from buildings to to ruins and to uh, street old streets and and. It's amazing. It's, it's impossible even for a Roman to know everything about the city. You have to be a, a, a professor of, 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 of art or whatever, and a, a real uh, um, expert. It, it, even us that, you know, we, we do this for a living, we don't know every, everything. And every day somebody discovers something new about, you know, ancient Rome, about the Renaissance, about whatever. So... Uh, it's uh, 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 it's uh, a daily discover of something that always uh, has always been there, but then one day just pop up and everyone goes, "Oh my god!" Well, let's talk a little bit about your uh, your tours, Kiara. Let's talk a little bit about how you even came up with these tours because it sounds like you both have a solid knowledge. Of, of the city and what's going on there. Uh, certainly, you live there, so you have a knowledge of the local people who are serving you the, the drinks and the local pizza place and the local hangouts that we wouldn't know about. But tell us how you come up with these ideas on these types of tours that you offer. So as I said before, we, um, we are kind of selfish because we want to go where we like to go as a couple. We like to take people uh, to places that we love, besides the fact that they might be so touristic or they might be so famous. We like to go and take them to places that we love. That's how it all started. Because, for example, one of the tours, as I said before, Ostia Antica, uh, it's very close to home, to where we live. And we used to go there on Saturday, just on Sunday, to take a walk because it's a wonderful archaeological park, but it's a wonderful place to just go for a walk. So when we started to think about places where to take our guests, of course, Ostentica was the first one that we thought about because it, it's an incredible place. It is you know, everybody know about Pompeii because Pompeii is very famous, most of all in the States or anyway in North America and all over the world. But uh, uh, Ostiantica, it's uh, better, much better. But it's less known uh, because it's not only a city like Pompeii is, uh, but Pompeii was more like, in a, like a, a residential area. But Ostiantica is a, it's a city full of everything that you can find in a city. It used to be the most important harbor of Rome, uh, between uh, uh, both in the Mediterranean Sea and the, and the Tevere River. Uh, 
And uh, it shows how the people actually lived because you can see the houses of the workers. So you can see the big villas of the, uh, the rich one. You can see the places where they used to have fun. Like there is a beautiful uh, theater that is 1800 old, but is so well kept that it's still used during summertime. We used to go there. We, we, we used to go there to see like, uh, it's funny because we got to see like rock music band and, or, you know, or a ballet or different kind of shows in a place that, you, that is so old. And it's wonderful. It's really a wonderful experience. Um, but then there are, of course, all the baths that the Romans were used for, you know, all the spa, what we call it now, uh, with wonderful mosaics and uh, frescoes. Because one thing that is wonderful about, about the old Romans is that they really love beauty. So even in the low-class residential area, you can see frescoes. They just loved it. They just, uh, you know, they just painted everything that was available. Even, uh, you know, there are public bathrooms. The public bathrooms have paintings and mosaics. So it is really a wonderful place that you should, that everybody should see. As I said before, it's only 30 minutes from downtown, so it's not that far away. People go to Pompeii for a day and they, you know, they travel for like two hours to go and back. Uh, when they have, there is Austin tickets so close. And then uh, what we do, we end the tour, cross the street from the park in, uh, uh, in the medieval uh, Borghetto, it's called. It's like a, um, it's a little village uh, with a castle, a ninth century castle. Uh, and there we have a wonderful Italian aperitif with local cheeses and cold cats and vegetables, and, uh, you know, and of course, wine, if they want wine or a cocktail, whatever they like. And it's really nice because uh, you can uh, sit outside and just look at the, at the castle in front of you and have a really a good time. So Ostiantica, we love it. Why we took them there? Because we love it. That's why. That's the only reason. So this was the first one that we created. And then we have another one that we love, downtown Rome. Uh, it's called, we call it Monks and Knights Tour because uh, it's a walk on top of a hill, one of the seven hills in, uh, of Rome. Um, it's, a, it's a great walk because, uh, first of all, you have an incredible view of the city. You see churches and you see monasteries and it's just something very special. And it ends, of course, with an aperitif. Well, it sounds like you cover so many things, and I want to make sure that people know how they can be looking at your website as we're talking so that they can be dreaming of coming and being able to be a part of all that you offer. Yeah, sure. Uh, they can go to www.ideasfortravelers with a four uh, as, as a number, and travelers with double L because it's an English word, I know. Uh, it's, it's written the English way. Dot uh, it, and on that on our website they could find you know every information about each single tour and the schedule of each single tour. And you have a preview of a lot of photos, a lot of uh, you know all this all the itineraries in which each um, uh, tour is uh, is. Um, is divided and then you have the prices uh, for uh, uh, group prices and for individual one and then you can buy straight uh, from the the website 
with your credit card. So, um, but the different, the main difference between our groups and the others is that we like to keep it uh, friendlier, the friendliest possible. So our groups is maximum eight people in order not to, you know, to lose contact, in order to, to let everyone to ask questions, have, uh, uh, have all the answers they are looking for and feel like they are part of the gang somehow. Uh, we don't want to, uh, we don't want the big groups, 15, 20, 25 people, you know, that were uh, probably most of them don't even, you know, understand what we are, what we are talking about. So uh, small groups, up to eight people and, and the fun is, is you know, is great. Um, and we, as you can, as you can hear, <laughs> we can, you know, we talk a lot of, you know, for all the, you know, all, all, all the tour long. So uh, it's, it's actually uh, an immersion in, uh, in the information and the way we live and, the, and all the small anecdotes of, of every corner that we touch do, during our walking tours. You can count me in, Federico. I love it. I already feel like we're connected and that we're friends and that when when we're together, we're just going to be being able to get all of that history. And when we come back, I want to talk more, too, about this city tour, the one that you were just talking about, because there's just you were talking about the hills. I don't think people even understand the geography of yeah, Rome. Yeah. So we're going to talk more about that. And I am so excited to have you both here. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking about Rome and and, and friendship and all that there is that is going to make you, like me, drool and swoon. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I guess we could be saying ciao at this point, right? Ciao, ciao. I'm here with Chiara and Federico. They're talking to us from Rome, and I'm just having so much fun. I'm actually feeling like I can hear and taste and smell this wonderful, wonderful city that you love and that you call home. And I want to talk a little bit more about some of these other tours. And I also want to talk about the geography of this city because, Kira, you had talked about uh, the hills. And I want to, I want to find out, like, what kind of, what kind of geography is going on here in Rome? Well, in Rome, there are seven hills that are famous. Um, and uh, we and uh, three of our tours uh, involved a view of the city from a hill because uh, 
it is amazing how to see the beauty of the city from a um, from a hill. Uh, and uh, so we like to take a walk over there and then show them all the, you know, it's nice because they can see all the places where they've been maybe, you know, we can show the Colosseum from a, uh, a top of a hill or, you know, they can notice all the things they, they actually saw during the tour. Um, so, yes, the hill are not that high, you know, it's not like uh, the walk are so tiring or difficult to do because of the hill. Uh, they are just very gentle uh, slope, let's say. And most of them have spots where they can stop and sit and relax and just enjoy the view. So it's just that uh, it's very mild, let's say. Um, so I'd like Federico to talk to you about the next tour that is on the hill. Yeah, uh, let, let me just add uh, a thing about the seven hills. Uh, Rome was established, first established on, on those famous seven hills, you know, uh, that are on the left side of the Tevere River. You know, the Tevere River just today cut the city in two, but once uh, it was founded, uh, it was founded on the, uh, um, on the left side of the Tevere River because on the uh, right side, we had the Etruscan tribes, you know, people coming from what we now today call Tuscany. Uh, so on the left side, we were we had the Latin tribes that became the Romans, and on the right side, we had the, the Etruscan. The seven hills are somehow part of the legion because seven is a, a magical number for for used to be a magical number for the past. Uh, we had we have seven hills, but also we have the first seven kings of Rome. So. The number seven is uh, uh, it's always recurring in the old history of the city. Uh, but as Chiara was saying, uh, they are today they are very you know mild and gentle hills. But at that time, you have to think that uh, the tribes used to um, settle on top or on the uh, near the top of the hills because. Uh, down by the river, it was all a malaric area. It was, you know, mosquitoes and, 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 and animals and, and flooding twice, three times per year. So uh, living on top of the hills was kind of a, um, a, a choice for security, okay? A choice for the security. Uh, one of our tours uh, is developed and, and rolls through uh, a, a hill that is not part of the seven, but it's an eighth hill because it's on the right side, on the Etruscan uh, uh, side of the of the of the city. But it's actually it has more to do with recent history of Rome and the recent history of Italy, as you probably don't know. But Italy has become a unified nation quite recently, no more than 162 years ago. Uh, it was 1861 once. Uh, finally, the Kingdom of Italy was reunited under uh, the Savoia dynasty that was the, 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 work, the kings of uh, uh, northwest of Italy. And uh, on our Gianicolo to Trastevere tour uh, that rolls up on the Gianicolo hills, we uh, walk through uh, pieces of history of our uh, uh, reunification of the, of the, of the country. And on that hill, we also celebrate uh, one of the most advanced uh, experiment in uh, recent politics in Europe that were the Roman Republic that has nothing to do with the ancient Rome, but is a, 
uh, uh, an ex a political experiment that lasted five months uh, during the 1849, in which the brilliant mind of uh, all Europe uh, came together in Rome to establish, to, uh, um, um, to ban the Pope first, you know, the Pope was ruling over the Rome and over the center of Italy. So they uh, um, make the Pope escape from Rome and they established the first Roman Republic and they, uh, um, uh, they uh, uh, wrote the first and most advanced uh, uh, liberal constitution of all Europe from which every uh, other country, the French and, the, and Germany and then Italy and then the Spain uh, somehow got inspired from. So this is a, a, a walking tour that, uh, you know, walk through all the steps uh, through which we had to pass before coming to uh, becoming a, a unified nation. And also has two magnificent balcony overlooking the city, one of which is probably most famous because every Roman guy has proposed to his girlfriend there because it's, it, it has a beautiful sea, uh, um, a beautiful uh, uh, view of the city and it's one of the most romantic places in, in, uh, in the city. Uh, um, so we always uh, tell our guests uh, anecdotes of this balcony because there's a lot of you know, different stories that goes uh, uh, about, you know, the way the people uh, propose to their girlfriend, which is the, the side, the, the corner of the, of the balcony that is the most used, and, and, and so on. And then uh, uh, we have another tour uh, that is not uh, on a hill, but it just circled around a special hill, uh, because it's not a, a real, uh, let's say, uh, a natural hill, but it, it, it's are the result of the dumping of the ancient amphoras, you know, the amphoras in which uh, Romans uh, trade the oil between the, uh, the Mediterranean harbors and Rome. Uh, and they used to bring the oil to Rome in amphoras. But once they got rid of the oil, the amphoras couldn't be used anymore because of the residues of, uh, of the oil. So they broke the amphoras in shards uh, and they dumped them, dumped them uh, in a place that over the years have become a hill. And it's a hill made of shards. Uh, and because these shards in Latin language are called teste, the hill is called testaccio, and the neighborhood is called testaccio. Testaccio is a very, um, uh, let's say, I can you say local uh, and a Roman neighborhood in which uh, there's, there are you can find the, the, the real Romans, those that, that are Romans from you know seven generation, uh, their grandparents, the parents of their grandparents. And we bring our guests to the local food market where you can enjoy the best pizzas in Rome the best paninos in Rome with, uh, you know, uh, all those people around you that are, you know, the, the, um, doing their grocery shopping for the day. And it's a, a typical Roman experience. It's, you know, there is nothing more Roman than uh, doing, you know, that eating a piece of pizza in this local market. And it's a fantastic place to spend, you know, the, 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 the final uh, um, minutes of our uh, of our tours. 
Well, I can tell you, it sounds like we're going to have to come over and just hang out with you guys over and over and over again to get this full, rich experience of all these wonderful tours. And tell us again how we can get in touch with you and how we can find out more about your tours. Okay, you can find it on our website. That is www.ideasfortravelers.it. And then we have a Facebook page that is Ideas for Travelers. And then we have an Instagram account that is Ideas for Travelers. And then you can find us also on Twitter where we are Ideas for Travelers. So Ideas for Travelers is the brand of our uh, activities. And mainly on the website, you can browse through the tours and you can even buy from uh, buy each one. Uh, straight from the website but you if you want to get in touch with us just go to the facebook page facebook ideas for travelers and talk with with us ask us any questions we are there you know 24 hours a day (laughs) so just get in touch with us the way you like well i can't thank you enough for being here both of you on speaking of travel today and i can't wait to get to rome and meet you in person and and take your tours and hang out and do some wonderful eating and drinking. Yeah, yeah, Love we'll it. wait for you. All right. Well, this has been so much fun. I am definitely ready to get on a plane right now and go to Italy. Yeah. Well, right here in our own magic town of Asheville is a restaurant where the safety of their guests and staff is their top priority as they've been navigating the changing landscape of best practices. Coming up next is Kate Banash. She's the co-owner and general manager of the Copper Crown Restaurant, a gathering place where delicious food and drinks are enjoyed by everyone and safely. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Hi, I'm Diana Ralston, founder and executive director of Candade, a national nonprofit movement rallying people to become catalysts for change in their own communities. Candade motivates volunteers across the country to work on programs like wildfire restoration, community murals, bike and skateboard builds for disadvantaged youth, and distributing clean drinking water to communities in need post-disaster. Candade is based on the simple belief that everyone has the ability and desire to give back and do good. As it turns out, doing good feels good, which generates even more good and creates a ripple effect of goodness. The Candade movement is growing. Our positive experiences turn first-time volunteers into lifers. To learn more about our work, make a donation, or join the movement, please check out Candade.org. That's C-A-N-D-A-I-D dot O-R-G. 
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So I started going back out and eating in restaurants again. And you know, as more and more restaurants begin to open back up these days, we're learning just what was going on for the owners and staff with that whole COVID outbreak. And I think we can all agree that they've gained extensive experience in crisis management. But one thing is obvious. This community committed to action and people stepped up to do the hard work that was necessary to keep it going. Now, it's still going to take time for the industry to get completely up to speed. And as we begin to go back into the restaurants, I think it's time for us to recognize the significance of this industry and the changes that are taking place industry-wide to keep local businesses and thus our community, strong and healthy. My guest today is Kate Benash. She's the co-owner and general manager of Copper Crown Restaurant right here in Asheville. Kate is also a mother of teenage boys, and she's married to the chef and the co-owner of Copper Crown and Zombra, which is another one of my personal favorites. And Kate, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marilyn. Happy to be here. Well, you know, I am so excited, really, to talk to you because over all this time, you and your team have been really strong supporters of our local region, of our community. You do a lot of collaboration. You're you're solid. You're a solid restaurant. And Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really wanting to find out a little bit more about how you came to open this restaurant and and what it kind of give us an idea of what it's about. Uh, well, my husband and I moved here in 2004 from New Orleans, and he soon thereafter became the head chef at Zombra. Um, and from the get-go, he was really interested in partnering with local farms. He visited the farmer's markets on a regular basis. Um, it just, you know, he really wanted to make sure that he was representing what was available regionally. Over time, it realized that we, we realized that we really wanted to help provide that kind of sort of downtown dining experience in East Asheville, where this community just was really underserved in terms of more upscale dining options. So we opened in 2015. Um, and at the time, we really wanted to cast a very wide net. Our hope was to really provide a little something for everyone. And when we opened, we provided lunch, brunch, and dinner. We pretty quickly came to realize that you can't quite please everybody all of the time. Uh, and so over time, we kind of scaled back our offerings. And, and we, we learned that we really needed to play to our strengths. So of course, we kept those relationships with the local farms. We, we kept that highlight on regional goods. But we, we kind of decided to, to focus not only as a family business, but in terms of just the whole the bigger picture on sustainability and longevity. Um, and so that's why we ended up um, when COVID hit, we were just doing brunch and dinner. And since COVID, we have we've only been doing dinner service. In early 2020, when it became obvious that our industry was going to be hit pretty hard by the virus that was starting to circulate, we were looking at places like in Seattle or New York and kind of taking a, a cue from them as to what was happening to their restaurant industry. And I 
really right away, my first priority was with our employees. I wanted to make sure we could keep them safe. So we ended up closing. We made the choice to close before the shutdown actually happened because we wanted to give our employees a heads up on getting into the unemployment insurance queue because we knew that that was going to be a little bit of a a struggle for them to to get signed up with the unemployment insurance and get that going. So we wanted to kind of give them a heads up and get into that system as quickly as possible. And from there, we just really focused immediately on making sure that their needs were met. We had a lot of support from local folks that were pouring in money, buying gift certificates, literally just donating money to us, which was fantastic and, and so phenomenal. And we turned all that money into a food pantry for our employees. So we were able to still support those local farms. We were ordering produce and meat from them, but then we were packaging it safely and we were setting up times for employees to come and pick up those care packages um, so that they could stay out of grocery stores at that time and and make sure that they were eating healthy foods and, and, you know, staying healthy as possible. And then over time, you know, we just figured out what's the best way that we could reopen it sort of in stages so that we could start to serve the public again. But again, with that focus really being on the sustainability, because if our employees are getting sick, you know, we're such a small restaurant, we can't function. So it was really about how do we draw that line between, you know, providing what our customers are looking for but also making sure that we are taking care of ourselves. And out of that, we were really able to sort of take advantage of this unique period in time because there's so many things that needed to be addressed in our industry, pay disparity being one. And we recognized that this was was really a, a time of transformation for us as owners, that we could really, when we reopened, we could kind of like reset the balance to a certain extent. We could reset our pay scale to make sure that the, what we call the back of house, which is our kitchen employees, folks who are, you know, busy with dishwashing, prep cook, line cooks, sous chefs. Uh, we wanted to make sure that they were getting paid at a rate that was comparable to what the, what we call the front of the house is. You know, a lot of folks might not recognize that when you work within a, a tip pay structure, the, the back of house folks usually just get an uh, hourly and that could be as low in the pre-COVID times as $15 an hour, which isn't even, you know, a, a good quality wage here in Asheville anymore. Whereas the front of house employees with those tips were making up to $30 an hour. So we said, how can we kind of correct that? And uh, we came up with something that was going to bring all of our, our staff closer to the same hourly somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 plus. And then we also looked at, you know, sort of how do we how do we engage our, our customers in understanding sort of what it's taking for us to continue this work? Because we were getting a lot of feedback from some really incredible loyal locals to say, thank you for reopening. Thank you for being here. We love you guys so much. We want you to succeed. But we really wanted them to understand that our industry kind of hinges on this balance, right? So it's like, you as the customer sort of have to do your part in order for us to succeed. And so that's why we really did get behind the mask mandate. You know, we we did talk about the need for vaccinations within our community because when you have an industry such as ours, and a lot of times folks don't understand that the profit margin in restaurants is actually quite slim. So it, it doesn't take much for a restaurant to find that they're no longer financially viable. And if you're going to provide a good pay, for employees, you have to make sure that you're bringing in that revenue. So, you know, we just said to our customers, please help keep us safe so we can continue to feed you. 
Wow. Well, I just feel that you and and your team are models here in our community, Kate, for all the work that you've done and really having this voice to uh, be true to your mission and your vision. It's, It's not just about the food and the quality of the ingredients. It's about caring and compassion and and looking out for the people that are the most meaningful, your team, your staff. Absolutely. Yeah. And we recognize that, you know, for someone to spend their time and money with us, like that's a privilege that we need to earn. And we take that very seriously. So we want to make sure that they feel as though that we understand what a privilege that is for them to spend those resources with us. And that that really is our bottom line. Well, I really am uh, very appreciative for all the work that you do and your team and, and being here in our community. How can people get more information? How can they get on your website and yeah. scroll around? Sure. Our website is coppercrownavl.com. Um, and we you know, we try to keep our information really up to date there in terms of our hours, what we're offering in terms of takeout. We are still making sure that we are providing a good, healthy takeout system so for those folks that still quite, aren't quite comfortable dining in, we are also on social media, both Facebook and Instagram at Copper Crown AVL. Well, Kate, I'm really looking forward to getting out there and having a meal and uh, supporting your, your restaurant. And I hope that there's an opportunity for you someday to get out in front of a lot more people and tell your story because it is really Uh, one for our time and the kind of story we need to hear right now. So thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. Yeah, thank you for your support. Appreciate you. Well, thanks, Kate. And this was really a great show here today on Speaking of Travel. And I think we can all agree that the past couple of years have really changed us. For better or worse, we've all journeyed down a path we never could even imagine. And I can tell you over the past two years, I've had conversations here on Speaking of Travel with more than 200 people, and there seems to be a consensus that acts of kindness are on the rise all over the world. Today, more than ever, people are committed to the theory that one good deed deserves another and paying it forward can indeed make the world a better place. You can pay it forward as part of your daily life by being of service to your community, leaving no trace when you go hiking, or just by paying for someone's coffee. What matters most is to take small steps and begin with little acts of kindness. Tell someone they did a great job. Drive with more patience. Support your local restaurants and music venues and art galleries. Do what you love. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 